On the cover, Jackie, Piero, and Overclock stand in an elevator facing the reader. Jackie takes up the center, smushing Piero to the left and Overclock to the right. Bitey the pigeon nestles on Piero's head, his face delicately tucked under one wing. Overclock has his arms crossed over his chest and looks very put out. In Jackie's cybernetic eye, we can see a loading bar stuck at 87% and multiple layered pop-up alerts. Issue 43, Elevator Hijinks. So welcome back to Apex City. We are having ourselves a very awkward meal at Applebee's. <laughs> I want to open on those panels because we have Jackie, Piro, and Piro's new pigeon friend, Bitey. Yes. Oh, Bitey. Just kind of chilling out at a table at Applebee's. And it's it's been long enough that you are pretty sure that your other friends are not going to show up, uh, that you've, <laughs> you've been stood up. And like the, the wait staff is starting to get kind of passive aggressive at you because you've just been sitting at this empty table for like an hour and you have it we're on our fourth order of appetizers <laughs> so what kind of what kind of sweet sweet apps uh do we have arrayed at this table i have to know. oh man i need to look up applebee's menu now uh, let's just, just make it up off the top of your head what what kind of apps do we have in the apex city universe <laughs> jalapeno poppers that pop like there's a popping action involved it's like one of those, um, I think they're just called poppers that they use over over in the UK, and you just like pull the string and they like explode. Yes. I, th- I thought they were going to be literally filled with like pop rocks or something. Oh, that would be, I would be interested in that if there was some sort of spicy pop rock to like yeah, yeah. there. Some like sort a of savory. Okay, okay. Jalapeno <laughs> pop rock poppers. Perfect. Uh, what else yes. we got? <laughs> we need something super ridiculous and architectural like a deep fried onion statue oh what's the statue of i mean i guess it should be in the shape of an apple or a bee oh (laughs) (laughs) off to a good start i like that maybe maybe definitely yeah it could be it's like an onion like a bloomin onion right but it's like shaped like an apple and then on top of it there's another smaller bloomin onion shaped like a bee no no it's not another onion shaped like a bee it's a chunk of cheese some oh, mozzarella cheese. That is disgusting. So it's like their signature appetizer where there's like a blooming onion shaped like an apple and then like a giant fried cheese stick sculpture that's shaped like a bee. Oh, we're and off you to- perch the one on top of the other. We are off to a good start here. <laughs> and then the entire thing is filled with spinach and artichoke dip. Oh my god. <laughs> You're an artist. <laughs> You have painted us a word picture of the world's worst appetizer. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I would totally order this in real life. Like, if we're being honest, I probably would too. So I can't really talk. Yeah. At some point, you do end up leaving this Applebee's. It is probably getting kind of late on at night at this point. Because, you know, this happened in the evening. And uh, eventually you realize that your other friends aren't coming. When, when does Applebee's close? <laughs> Uh, you know what? This this one closes at 2 a.m. So okay. it's like a bar, I, right? I, so I'm going to say we leave at 1.30. <laughs> okay. okay. I don't want to inconvenience the staff too much. <laughs> <laughs> but by that time, we've been the only people in this Applebee's for like at least 45 minutes. Oh, at, at least. At least. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Across the street, the, the, the Chili's nightclub is starting to open. <laughs> <coughs> 
The Chili's nightclub, I think, needs to have a specific name. Uh, it's just Chili's, but it's a nightclub. <laughs> it's not like Chili's After Dark or something. No, it's just it's just Chili's. Just no, okay, you I, know what? Yes, it's Chili's After Dark. I like that. That's Chili's cool. Nights? Like they Ch- watch Oh, yes, Chili's Nights. Because <laughs> it's like a chili night. It's a play on words. <sighs> <laughs> so so as you are leaving this, this poor Applebee's at 1.30 a.m., you get a message uh, from T. Oh, hi, T. You can hear in the background, like, some sort of video game going on. There's lots of beeps and boops. But she does let you know that this uh, facility that she has been, you know, monitoring and buffering your uh, uplink from has realized that something is going on because they are no longer gaining your your upload information. Uh Uh-huh. She's not sure exactly what they're doing, but a lot of their systems are starting to go offline. If she had to guess, it seems like they're, like, physically disconnecting them. So if you want to hit them while they have intel worth hitting, this might not be a bad time because they may be trying to move locations. I'm going to convey this information to Piro. It seems like if we're going to do this thing, we have to do it now. All right. Yeah. Thumbs up. You know. So, you know, I would I would love to, like, try and find William and Darren, but this is a time sensitive thing. So let's I guess we're going to roll out on this. Yeah. Okay. All right. You you lead the way, buddy. You know, I, I thought William, you know, I went to the moon with him. I thought he might at least, you know, pay me back by helping me out with this. But I guess he I, has more important things to do. Ooh. Well, you know, if you would if you would really like, we have this pigeon here. Perhaps he can send our friend William a little message since our texts aren't getting through to him. Bitey is definitely perched on your head uh, with like his little head under his wing. He has taken a nap. Uh, on your Aww. head, because it is one thirty in the morning. It's past his pigeon oh, bedtime. <laughs> oh, his pigeon bedtime. Never mind. We can't wake up Bitey. No, I don't want to wake up Bitey. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bitey. I, <laughs> I want to rub his little head just a little. He kind of like ruffles and goes... <laughs> couple, couple of questions for you. Sure. So you know that this place is well under the Southwest Heron Tower. Uh, you know that T had suggested you'd probably need to go through the access tunnels uh, of the city itself to get there, mm-hmm. but... You are a giant, you know, destructive super bear. Mm-hmm. So the question is, what is going to be your approach? I mean, there's lots of hypotheticals here, right? Sure. So it it's in access tunnels uh, under a Heron building? Under under the Southwest Heron Tower. And we have connections with Phoenix, not Heron, right? Yes. Well, my heart is telling me that I just want to waltz into the Heron building and um, try to bluff our way through. Get some Yes. The elevators? Yes. Uh, we, we're elevator inspectors now. <laughs> uh, sort of out of character, I imagine that will go probably about as well as a Three Stooges sketch. <laughs> we'll, find, we'll find out. So your your plan is just to waltz into the Southwest Heron Tower at two o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yes. Okay. Claiming to be elevator inspectors who are uh, really dedicated to our job. Late night elevator inspectors. Okay. Yes. So it's the safest time to do the inspection. <laughs> Oh, I love this already. <laughs> okay, so so let's let's get those panels. So the Southwest Heron Tower largely houses high rent residential. So this is like CEO penthouses and a couple of smaller businesses, but it's mostly residential. Okay. You walk in on the ground floor. It's it's like a like a fancy you know hotel ground floor. So they've got an upscale restaurant on one side. They've got you know a gift shop on one side. 
And as you walk in, there is this big kind of reception area, and there's a desk, you know, with a security guard looking at some monitors. And have Jackie and or Piro tried to make themselves look like anything official, or are you just oh, going? Oh yeah. Okay. What what does what does that look like? Give me give me some costuming. So I'm imagining this on the page as they, when they first walk in the door and like all the setup, they're always silhouetted. So the reveal of their sort of disguises isn't sort of there until you know they sort of. <laughs> pop right in. But uh, I imagine that Jackie is wearing overalls and a really big fake mustache and carrying like a push broom over their shoulder. Wow. Gonna clean that elevator. Yes. (laughs) Because Jackie has no idea what an elevator inspector actually looks like. (laughs) And Piro, do you have a similarly ridiculous disguise? (laughs) Yeah, so um, I'm going to, I guess, mime putting on like a jumpsuit uh, and like zipping myself up into that and uh, it'll say like hello my name is like Patrick I guess ooh Patrick yeah why not why not Patrick and a little hat uh, so I can hide bitey oh yes one of those little hats like sort of cylinder ones with a little brim yeah yes (laughs) I have one of those too excellent (laughs) excellent we really coordinated yes and then of course I'm going to try to mime a clipboard but i'm i'm trying to think of how one goes about that so i think i'm just gonna like gesture jackie over and like mime a pen writing on their back and then kind (laughs) of like pick that up and be like aha and like smack it i think that works so we get these panels uh of the security guard and we see he's got a little name tag that says his name is chuck and he's just watching the two of you like make your way into this lobby reception area and he's kind of, like, considering just reaching for the little um, walkie that he's got clipped to his uniform. Uh, but but instead, I think he kind of looks at you and, and goes, are you, are you lost? Are you on your way to a costume party? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> Jackie is definitely going to walk over to, to Chuck and um, sidle up through their giant arm around Chuck's shoulder and say, what? No, we're we're obviously fellow working men like yourself here to inspect your elevators. Did you not get the call from corporate? <laughs> <laughs> like a part of me wants to make you make you roll this, but a part of me is like there is no way. <laughs> I have a backup plan. <laughs> Apiro, are you getting in on this at all, or are you just kind of like going along with it? Um, I think I think I would. Go along. I would be following Jackie, er, uh, Barium? Yes, I'm Barium at the moment. I would be following, uh, Barium's lead, and, uh, I would probably be, like, shuffling through the clipboard and being like, says, says we're supposed to be here today, I got the form right here. At, at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's what, that's safest time to inspect an elevator. 24 hour service, we promise that. That's why you're, you're corporate win with us. You know, you don't want us to be inspecting the elevators while the customers are up and about, do you? <laughs> okay. Uh, at this point, I am definitely going to have you provoke someone. <laughs> <laughs> yes! <laughs> Roll plus superior. Just going to make sure I don't have a move that affects this. I'm 99% sure I don't. I do not. And that's great, because my superior is minus two, and I'm also guilty. Oh. So, so- <laughs> on the upside, the lowest you can go is negative three. That's true. My alternate proposal is that I, use, I uh, activate a mind of their own, 
and I take yet another condition to have my powers mutate and adapt to help me in this situation. (laughs) So if you can tell me how your powers would adapt to help you overcome Chuck the security guard. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe I should try to pierce the mask on this guy first. You could do that. You could could just try and uh, get a read on Chuck. That's that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to get a read on Chuck. Okay, go for it. That is an eight. Okay, so you get to ask one question off of that list. What would you like to know? How could I get your character to let me do what I want to without alerting anyone else? You, you can see over Chuck's shoulder. Like, he's got the security cameras up, but he's not really paying a whole lot of attention. You can see, like, an, a rerun of I, I Love Lucy on one of them, right? Chuck is doing a job... And he is not about to risk himself in a fight with a giant super bear. (laughs) You can strong arm your way past Chuck pretty easily, but he's not just going to let you pass because this is his job and he doesn't want to get fired, right? That's fair. So so applying even a bare minimum of pressure, Chuck will (laughs) let you pass. Okay, so I actually don't think I need to activate a mind of their own to do that. Yeah, I mean, this is not a this is not a huge threat. This is a rent a guard. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you just want to mark a condition, feel free. But I, you know, I only have a couple conditions left to mark, so probably not. Okay. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna lean in real real close to Chuck, and I'm just gonna say, you know, Chuck, the way I see this, there's there's really only two ways this can go. Either you accept that I'm an elevator inspector, like I say. Because you're just a good guy, and you let me go and inspect that elevator, and we're all happy. Or I knock you out and lock you in a broom closet for the rest of the night. Honestly, either one works for me, so I'm gonna let you choose how this ends, Chuck. <laughs> I'll give him some Cheetos in the broom closet, obviously. But... Oh yeah, don't don't just lock him in there with nothing. Oh, I'm not a monster. <laughs> So, uh, so Chuck takes a look over at you and then he goes, um, do you, do you, do I need to like sign anything or like? I, I sort of nod to Piero's invisible form. Yes. Yeah. Um. And he just like, <laughs> he doesn't take his eyes like off of you, but he like reaches over and like scribbles something on the form. Yeah. Yeah. Elevators down that hallway. And he like pushes a button and like one of the glass doors opens. <laughs> the like trunk kind of thing. Thanks, buddy. I can't believe that worked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pull out my Phoenix watch and leave him a really good Yelp review. Oh, wow. <laughs> or whatever. We don't. We probably don't have Yelp. We have like Squawk or whatever in this uh, universe. But hey, Squawk. <laughs> <laughs> Welp? Yeah. Uh, we, are, we really are on like the worker's side, you know? It's true. Yeah. So you've, you've got access to this elevator. Awesome. Uh, does the elevator lead to some sort of tunnel? When you get in... It looks like your standard elevator. Uh, there are buttons that go down to uh, B2. Is B2 the lowest level? There's not like some mystery B3. That, like I can only get to when I push like a certain combination into the floor buttons. If you are uh, looking for some something weird with this here elevator, why don't you go ahead and uh, tell me how you're going to do that? Because the only button is B2, but th- there could be other things. The only button is B2. I mean, the lowest button is B2. Okay. All right. That's less concerning. I like, I like, it would be really funny if there was just one big button that just said B2. <laughs> but so generally, I think my first recourse would be to ask TDOS. You know, I'd, I'd sort of call up T and like, you know, I've got an option for B2 here. Is there anything lower than the second basement on this building? I'm sure you can pull up the schematics. 
And she goes, yeah, give me just a sec. Yeah, I'm shilling at least five levels of basement here. Yeah, that's that's a lot of basement. Well, yeah, it's a pretty big facility. So can you think of any way where I might be able to get down to the fifth level from whatever elevator this is? Cheat code. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I tell you what, let me uh, let me patch into your Wi-Fi for just a second. And I am going to have you unleash your powers to extend your senses. That is like the one thing I can do without taking a penalty right now. <laughs> we gotta clear some conditions. Gotta have some emotional moments. <laughs> well, um, that was a six. Well, there is a team in the pool standard uh, if Piro can help. I'll do that. <laughs> me think. Uh, I've never tried to apply my mime powers to... So, can you just mime, like, a big wrench and just sort of hit Jackie inside with it? Yeah! Oh, just like Team Fortress 2, absolutely. Just to get that working right quick. Yeah! Perfect. Sure, why not? So with that, <laughs> that brings you up to a partial success, uh, and as normal, you can either mark a condition or I will tell you how it's unstable or temporary. Oh, but wait, is, does this elevator have the Otis reading? Oh, of course, obviously. Oh, okay, so yeah, that's not... This is, a, this is the safest elevator you can be. I think I'm going to make it temporary or unstable because I have a lot of conditions marked right now. That is fair. T patches in for just a second and your your cybernetic eye kind of like lights up and you can see little uh, fingerprints on the different buttons. And it does that like that CSI thing where they like highlight in specific patterns, right? Yes. And she goes, yeah, looks like... If you hit these four buttons in sequence, it'll it'll flip the panel. Because there is definitely something back there. I knew it. When you hit those four buttons and the panel flips around, you have basically what is a big uh, palm reader. Oh. oh. <laughs> My first thought is to see if I can try and hack this palm reader. We, don't, we wouldn't happen to know whose palm it would be that would activate it. I don't know how you would. Okay. Because theoretically, we could have Piro try to mime a hand. <laughs> but I think we'd have to know, like, who we're miming, what right? What about, uh, do you still have been reading the files? I do. I'm not sure that applies here, but... I, I mean, it could. Okay, well, I'm gonna try it. Okay, go for it. Uh, the odds of success are low. <laughs> <laughs> That's a seven, so I did get a hit. So on a hit with that move, what happens? I tell the team one important detail I've learned from my studies. The GM will tell me what, if anything, seems different from what I remember. It's been basically a day, but T did give you a bunch of files about this place. So so what have you learned about it? I may have to ask you for some uh, specifics on this, but I would like to learn the person that's, like, in charge. Like, some, like some sort of top top scientist or top brass guy that's leading some project around here. So up until the early 2000s, this place is being run largely by a partnership between the Infernus Corporation and one U.S. military, ah. ostensibly to create a line of super soldiers based on some, you know, cutting edge applications of nanotechnology. So you've got a scientist in charge who is a ranking military officer. Oh, wait. I just came up with a better idea. Yeah. The thing I learned is that these systems were designed with a little pinhole where you can just stick a paperclip in it and override them. <laughs> oh, I love that. <laughs> as oh, interesting as all that God. is, I think I'm just going to go with the paperclip because... <laughs> 
it amuses me that a secret military base can be overridden just by sticking a paperclip in a little hole. <laughs> yep, you know what? Perfect. I'll take it. Nothing, nothing different than that. <laughs> can I just say that we're the best elevator inspectors? <laughs> We have uncovered so many things. So yeah, you've got just like a high-tech palm reader, but then like just above it, there is a tiny little hole. Every locksmith YouTube channel just like cheers. Yes. I just want you to know. I'm going to ask Piro to mime a paperclip for us. Absolutely. Yeah, there you go. I like pull something out of my out of my hair. And just stick it yeah, in then we're just going to like stick it in there and reset the system and then we got control. Perfect. We're in. Yes, <laughs> we're in. <laughs> <laughs> so you do that and like it flashes red for a second and then it uh reboots in safe mode and then it just gives you like a panel of options that you can kind of scroll through to get down to where you want we're gonna go to the very lowest level very lowest level okay unless there's one marked hidden there is not uh there is not damn so uh, you're just going straight to the bottom okay so <laughs> You open on a large room, and I mean large to say that this is about the size of a football field. It is huge. And all along either side of it, there are these big person-sized tanks uh, full of this lightly glowing blue fluid. And inside them, you can see through like the bubbles, there's, you know, humanoid forms in there. You can't really make them out because they're like churning kind of rapidly, but you can tell there's some Patrolling down the rows of these tanks and checking on them are these big 10-foot-tall robots with four arms. And in two of the arms, they're holding little clipboards and, like, stencils. And then in the other two arms, uh, some of them have, like, manipulators. Some of them have, like, what look to be little turret guns. Uh, some of them have syringes. They, they all have different things. But they're moving along the rows of tanks and checking on things and making notes and occasionally adjusting dials and such. So that's what you got down there. Interesting. <laughs> do you have any ideas, Piro? I actually do. Can I charge my, my burn? Yeah, it seems like a good time to do that. 11 plus 3, so that's 14. So you hold 3 burn. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, and you said these things lining the wall, these uh, person-sized tanks, are those the words you used? Person-sized tanks. Yeah, so I think I'm going to uh, spend one burn for a construct and construct our own personal little tanky guy. And I feel like these robots, they're checking on these guys. So if something's going wrong with one, that's what they're going to respond mm. to. So I think I'd like to spend another burn to animate it independently of myself and then just kind of like, I don't know, set it on. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to construct one of these tanks and then set it on fire. Yeah, and then just like, go, be free. <laughs> Be free, little tank. Yeah. Now, now, just just to make sure that we're we're on the same page here, I mean tanks as in like big tubes full of liquid, not like. Well, I mean it doesn't have to be on fire, but just you know, in distress, malfunctioning, okay. causing okay. mayhem. I figured fire would kind of check all those boxes, but <laughs> if it doesn't, yeah, I think it. I think it definitely does. So you've got this big tank, and then it starts making like distress noises and like smoking and shaking. And one of these big, like, nanny bots kind of, like, trundles over and starts trying to, like, hook into its ports. But obviously this is just a construct. It's not getting any information out of it, right? And so it starts, you can see a little red, like, light on its head where there should be, like, an eye start, like, blinking, like, the distress signal. Like, if you've ever seen, like, your phone 
it can't charge and it has that little red light going off, right? Like flashing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. that. And it's definitely trying to call for help and a couple of the other like robots are starting to like move over towards it. What what do you oh, what do you do? Okay. So did I successfully send him away or is this robot like next? That's to up us? to you. Wherever you put this this tank that is malfunctioning. I, I wanted him I wanted him like away. So I hope that happened. That's all I wanted to know. I don't have any more ideas. That's all I got. Other than like you, you have siphoned off a couple of these giant robot like monitors uh, to check on your fake tank, and they are very distressed about it. So, how many are left that like are still not checking up on this fake tank? I mean, th- this is a room the size of a football field, so I there, guess that's there, true. There are quite a few of them, but most of them are just going about their business. They don't even seem to notice that you're here. Okay, you want to just leisurely stroll through here. <laughs> So yeah, that works. All right. So yeah, we're just, I, I assume there's like a, I guess we don't really know, like what's at the other side of this? Is there somewhere we're trying to go? At the other side of it, there is a logo on the wall and it is, it is the Armager logo. You recognize it at this point. Mm. So it's that coat of arms, you know, right. with the bear rampant. And there is also like a bank of what looks to be monitoring systems. Some of these look like they have already been removed. Uh, it's like T said, it, it seemed like they were physically disconnecting things. So it seems like some things have already been moved out, but not everything. That said, as you are making your way uh, down towards the other end of this, you know, frankly absurd space, since you have siphoned off a couple of these these monitor robots, you can kind of see in these tanks that some of the the churning and like the bubbling is 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 dying down in some of them. Interesting. And what you see inside is maybe not what you were expecting. You recognize the form in a lot of these tanks. It, they look like axioms. That was oh. not what I was expecting. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really know what to do with that information right now. I'm going to file it away for later. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so you've got a big football fi- uh, football field-sized room full of tanks full of apparently axioms. Are they babies? Like, are they baby axioms? <laughs> or are they, like, full-grown axioms? Because that's a different level of threat. Different stages of growth. Um, so like some of them look like more or less the complete axiom suit. Some of them are like just parts of it in various stages of being constructed. So it looks like they are growing axioms down here. Can I like take a video feed and send it to T? You absolutely can. That's what I would like to do. <laughs> now I will I will say that um you you start taking this this video feed and you start trying to send it up to T, but you are way underground, so you're not getting a whole that's lot true. of traction. But you're definitely taking video. Okay. I'm storing it on like a secure hard drive that's like firewalled off from my regular hard drive and stuff. <laughs> you can tell I only know a little bit about computers. You know, it's it's comics, it's fine. <laughs> I, I have to say, me personally, whenever I hear techno babble on TV, it just delights me. Right. So. <laughs> so I'm, I'm taking all my evidence like a Jackie Bear star reporter. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you get down to the other end of the room. Um, there are still a couple of like monitoring banks that are still hooked up. None, none of these monitor robots at this point are paying attention to you because you haven't really interacted with anything. Mm-hmm. There are still a few that are trying in vain to fix the broken pod that Piro created. <laughs> Those poor robots. They, they, they've actually gathered a couple more at this point. There's like five or six of them around this pod, like just desperately <laughs> trying to fix it and failing because it's not a real pod. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you do get down to the end, uh, end of this, this room and you do see a big bank of tunnels and a big, you know, armager crest on the wall. But other than that, it looks like this this particular floor is just for growing these axioms and monitoring them. Um, so do you want to do anything down here? Can I do anything at, like, what are the monitoring stations telling me? 
Like, is it just saying, like, readouts of vital signs or something? Uh, yeah, the ones that are still hooked up are basically just monitoring each individual tank. And obviously, there are a lot of them. Mm-hmm. But your readouts are like, what stage of development are they in? Are they online? None of them are online right now. Which batch are these? And it looks like they go up in batches from marks one through six. So there are at least six different versions of this suit being grown here. Okay. And like how how old each one is, the most mature suit they have here is about a year. Is there like a map that tells me what's on the other levels? <laughs> uh, if you want to try and patch into the system to figure that out, you certainly can. Sure. For which I will have you unleash your powers. <laughs> I rolled snake eyes. <laughs> oh no. So give me that panel where Jackie is trying to patch into these uh, systems to get that information. What does that look like? So basically how I imagine this is Jackie just sort of like pulls out a little a little cord from like an access panel on her shoulder. And it's basically a USB port and she tries to plug it in and it's it's the wrong direction. So she turns it around and tries to plug it in again and it still doesn't work. So then she turns it around again and plugs in a little bit too oh. hard and it snaps. Oh. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> And I think as we get that last panel where Jackie is trying to like just shove it in there, Mm -hmm. um, it sparks (laughs) and a bunch of these monitor robots just like turn and, (sighs) and they, and they, and they look at you and this little alarm chirp starts running around the room through these robots. I think they're going to start moving in your direction. Great. They're not very fast. I will give you that. They're not meant to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are definitely okay. coming to investigate what's going on over here. So they're slow. Yeah, they 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 move at fastest at like a brisk jog. <laughs> <laughs> They'll get there when they get there. They're 10 feet tall and they're on like little treads, but they're meant to move slowly around the room and monitor tanks. They're not combat robots. Got it. I have an idea, but it's it's very reckless. What is your idea? I might have something I can try first, but I want to hear it. I was going to make the construct robot explode and try to take out (laughs) (laughs) these very slow (laughs) robots. That'll be plan two, I think. (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like a good backup plan. So what I want to try to do first is I want to try to talk to them. Okay. Because, you know, these are robots. We probably share a similar system, right? Sure. So I'm going to try to, I guess I'm going to try to pierce the mask of the robots. Yeah, g- give me, what are, what are you trying to accomplish? Like, what's the what's the goal? Basically, so my overarching goal here is I want to uh, talk to the robots and I want to get them on our side and sort of flip their alignment. I want to rally them to my cause of robot freedom. I want to tell them that, you know, what they're doing here is just they're, they're doing harm against robot kind. We're both robots here together and we're both being controlled by this corporation to make these other robots that are then going to be slaves. That's not good. We don't want that. Join me. Help me shut down this evil robot controlling organization. Oh, that's good. That's good. I love that. That's good. <laughs> oh. I would love to make this a comfort or support, but that doesn't really get me what I need. <laughs> I was actually gonna say this kind of does sound like a comfort or support because you are trying to support these robots and get them to support each other. And I am perfectly I am perfectly fine with uh, with you doing that. Okay. It, it's actually the same either way, role-wise. <laughs> now, I do think you have a move that might lean into the comfort or support there, right? Yes, but it lets me roll with my freak instead of my mundane, and those are both at the same thing. Gotcha. <laughs> well, never mind then. <laughs> 
Unfortunately, it doesn't end up mattering. But I'm going to say I use it anyways, because I like that. (laughs) Okay, go for it. And of course, I'm angry, so this is at a minus two. I mean, obviously. Obviously. Gives me a minus one total. That gives me a six. (laughs) You're marking a lot of potential today on the upside. I am. Yes. So you make your impassioned plea to your robot comrades. (laughs) You can see them stop for a minute. And like one or one or two of them, I think it kind of like is looking like they're paying attention. Mm-hmm. So as they as they look like they're starting to come around to your way of thinking, you see a couple of them just like immediately shut off, and you hear over the loudspeakers, "Free will detected. Alert!" <laughs> oh my god! No! We gotta see we them. Do. <laughs> we can't blow them up now. These monitor robots are starting to like power down and shut off. My friends. And as as they do, some of the rest of them like flip into like full on take care of this mode because they don't want to shut off. So they're doing what their program tells them to. They're they're afraid. So so now uh, about half of them have shut off, uh, but the other half are very much uh, becoming hostile towards you. Ah. So so what do you do? Well, I don't want to fight them now. <laughs> I could spend my last burn to create a barrier. To hold them back. Why? Why don't we try just running away first? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're still better. moving at a brisk jog. Might I remind you? <laughs> Let's just run away and see if we can find some other level or other place that has more control stuff. That maybe we can shut down the main computer. All right, you're the boss. <laughs> so, so yeah, you can you can run past them pretty easily. They are not. To, just to reiterate, they are not really a threat. So you, so you run past them and you get back in the elevator. And as the door is closed, we get a couple of panels in this room of uh, one of these monitor robots that had passed out. Its little light blinks red a couple of times and then blinks green. It like pushes itself up on its yes. treads and like slowly moves over to one of these tanks uh, with one of the axioms in it and uh, accesses with the panel. There's a couple of beeps and boops and then we see this fluid start draining out of this tank. Yes. And the, uh, the tank opens up as this monitor just like falls over and the axiom suit's eyes light up and it steps out of the tank. Uh, yes. And let's oh, yes. <laughs> and let's get back into the elevator. Okay. You've got at least two more levels of this facility. Do you want to go uh, up to B4 or B3? What do you think, Piero? Uh let's I think 3 sounds pretty good. Maybe if it's like if it if it goes like more scary at the bottom and like less scary at the top. Yeah, there's got to be like a progression to this. So yeah, let's try B3. Not yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Because this this is a superhero world. Everything is arranged in order of how you would go down it in a dungeon. (laughs) Yeah. It just makes sense. Yeah, sure. Why not? (laughs) So you're just going up one level then? Or are you going to the top? No, we're going to the the, Uh, the second, the B3. The the second secret level. Okay. The topmost secret level. The topmost secret level. Okay. (laughs) B3, when you get there, is almost entirely abandoned. Okay. You can you can tell that this was some sort of a lab facility. You can see that there were spaces for what looks to be like a lot of different machinery that are just missing. There is still a big MRI that they just couldn't move in time, so they just abandoned. Oh wow. Free MRI. Right. <laughs> but more importantly, as you open the door, we get a couple of panels of one of the few remaining databanks. There, there's a row of servers. And in front of that server is a, a short, bald guy uh, in like a trench coat, 
with a with a chrome plate over the left side of his head, and his left arm is split off into like a bunch of different USB cables. Nice hooked into this databank. So as you open the door, as it like dings, Overclock like stops and like looks over his shoulder and like looks over at his hand and looks over at you and like looks over at his hand and like looks over at you. And this is not what it looks like. Well, I'm not sure what it looks like. Why don't you tell me what it is? So so he he unhooks all these USBs and he starts like backing away from you and is like, look. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I did not know that that you were working for these people. I am not here to fight you. There, there's like a, a moment of confusion where Jackie just sort of tilts her head to the side, like, huh? yeah. And obviously, Overclock has misread the situation and thinks that you're here to stop him. <laughs> obviously, I would say, whoa, whoa. I we don't work for these people. We just got here. <laughs> we're in we're elevator we're inspectors. <laughs> yeah. You still have oh your yeah, mustache? we're still. I'm still wearing my disguise. <laughs> How did he recognize us? How? And I think there, there's a couple of panels where he just like blinks and looks at the two of you in your mustaches and then shakes his head. <laughs> How did you ever beat me? <laughs> I I don't feel like I need to answer that question right now. Yeah, we'll kick your butt again. I don't need to prove myself to you. But uh, yeah, so what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah. And he kind of looks over at Piro. Remember how before you let me go at Kobe... Uh, I told you that that somebody stole my original body and shoved me into a robot. I vaguely remember that, yeah. Well, it looks like part of that program originated here. Like the, the government program or whatever, not not like the computer program? Yeah, like the, the program that made me, not like a, not like a, we need a better word for program. Look. We do. Part of that originated here. I guess they caught on before I got here. Cause uh, this place was mostly empty by the time I by the time I showed up. Uh huh. It was also mostly empty by the time I showed up. <laughs> so so what are wait what are what are you doing here? Well, <laughs> I guess it's something similar to what you're doing. All that I rem- all that I know is that the people here are in some way responsible for some stuff that I'm investigating, and they may be responsible for having created me. And he kind of, like, pauses for a sec. Yeah, I guess that would explain a few things. All right. So, so look, uh, there, there's two more, there's two more floors to this place that I'm just going to check out here in a sec. Yeah, we, we were down on the bottom just a minute ago. All right, any, anything, anything cool down there? Uh, uh give it, <laughs> give it like a half hour. <laughs> 40 minutes or yeah, so. Yeah, don't go in there for another few minutes. <laughs> what did you do? Uh, do you want to go check out the middle level together? <laughs> yeah, this one is pretty, pretty barren. Yeah, that that's what it looks like. Did you get did you get anything interesting out of that computer? Yeah, seems like they were uh, communicating with, you know what, I'm just going to send you look, look, I'm going to send you a file. Okay. And he plugs a USB into the side of his head. And yep. uh, after a second, he just like hands it over to you. Did you know that the government had a secret prison on the moon? Yeah, I've been there. What? Oh yeah, it was it was fun. There, there's also a giant tentacle monster down there or something. Oh, I know about that. I know about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So uh, I guess I'm just in the dark then. Yeah, I just gotta catch up, man. <laughs> right, fine. Uh, <laughs> trade Pokemon via link cable. <laughs> Right, so uh, I guess there's one more floor to check out then. Yeah, I'll still take those files. Yeah, so he, so he hands those over to you to peruse at your leisure. I won't plug them in right now. And I guess we're heading down to the second floor. 
Yeah, it looks like there's nothing else here. The fourth the beef B4. Yes. B4. Yes. Oh, wow. Nice. So we're heading down to B4. And when we get there, this is the floor that looks like it is still in the process of things being removed. Mm-hmm. The, the people have long since left, but they didn't get to take a whole lot out of this one. Because, uh, as you may remember, B5, with all the tanks, was basically untouched except for a couple of servers. Right. This place is slightly more intact. And what is down here is, first off, a bunch of equipment. You can see various workshops with different things being created in them, or, like, in stages of being created, including a lot of cybernetics that look very familiar to you. Uh, because they look like the same type that you are currently sporting. Yeah. You can see a lot of computer banks that are still hooked up. Uh, obviously, you'd have to kind of interact with those to get anything off of them. Mm -hmm. Everything is kind of emblazoned with the Armager logo. And at one end, there is a... It's not bear-shaped, but it is bear-sized pod. <laughs> uh-huh. And inside this pod, there is a big grizzly bear with a bunch of cybernetics attached. Yep. That is uh, hooked up by a bunch of cables, and you can see a little program running across the monitor attached to it. It's it's still in the process of loading. It's at like 87%. Oh my. So uh, I guess the question is, what do you do? I want to run over that computer. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I kind of want to plug myself into that computer. Just like, I want to try and figure out what's being uploaded before I like sever it, see if I can, like, edit the program or something. Okay. So so while Jackie's <laughs> doing that, uh, Overclock yeah. has, has stepped in and moved over to one of these computer banks and, like, started attaching his little USB fingers to them. Uh, Piro, what are you up to? I feel this is very exciting for Jackie, but I worry about perhaps getting too focused on something and missing what, what else is happening around us. So I want to keep an eye on my good friend Barium and make sure that they stay safe. Okay. So you're mostly just keeping an eye out for Barium. Yeah, they're the boss. Okay, so you go over and you're patching into this system to try and gain some information about it, which unfortunately is a uh, is an unleash your powers roll. I figured as much. I am not hopeless. So that's good. <laughs> okay, that is a five. <laughs> okay, Failed my potential though. <laughs> well, that's that's nice. good. <laughs> as you hook into this system. Mm -hmm. You realize that maybe maybe this was a little bit of a hasty move because that bar just immediately fills up. It was slowly loaded in the program that you are running. Uh-huh. So you basically just booted it up. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't know what this is. <sighs> Piro, as that is happening, you see that bar just shoot up and then you see that little screen. There's like a rotating armager logo and it says Project Ursa Mark II. And then the uh, the bear's like cybernetic eye flashes and it roars and it like steps out and like uh, takes a swing at the first thing in front of it, which is unfortunately Jackie. So I me. am going to yeah. have you take a powerful blow. <laughs> now, this is going to be the one time that I roll a 12. Oh, in definitely. This definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I rolled an eight, but I have three conditions marked. Oh, jeez. So Oh, that's, oh, this is this is going great. <laughs> so, on a 10+, plus, you can uh, remove yourself from the scene, flee, pass out, etc., lose control of yourself or your powers in a terrible way, or two from the 7 to 9 list. What do you want to do? I haven't lost control of my powers in a terrible way for a while, so let's take that option. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> so, so what does that look like? 
basically what I'm imagining here is Jackie's sitting at the computer, Mark II sort of comes out and just sort of clocks them right now, and Barium just sort of goes flying back and smashes into a bank of machinery, which, you know, it, cr- it breaks and there's a static shock, mm-hmm. like a big shock of electricity that sort of like sort of a fries her circuits a little bit, overcharges them, and then the eye just sort of like glows a lot brighter. And I think we get a we get a picture we get a, a screen of Jackie vision where it all sort of like just goes red with like a big skull and crossbones on it. <laughs> <laughs> Warning power oh, Or maybe good. it's a blue screen of death with with a big skull and crossbones. Ooh, oh like that's, that. good. that's good. Oh. <laughs> And then after that, I give control to you. Okay. Last time you lost control of your powers, the armature array just kind of activated all at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's right. And I think something similar kind of happens here, where the uh, the cybernetics that are part of you just like fully encase your bear form, and like you are locked on to Mark II mm-hmm. because the armature array, uh, as we as we have talked about previously, is is kind of meant to address larger concerns. Yeah. And this is kind of a larger concern at the moment. <laughs> so I think you just sprout a bunch of, like, cybernetic tentacles. Ooh. Wow. That shoot out to, like, wrap around the Mark II, which at this point takes a moment to just kind of, like, shrug these off. It is an upgrade, uh, so it slices right through those. Ow. At this point, uh, Overclock detaches from the bank and kind of looks over at Piro and looks at Jackie and then looks back at Piro. What? 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 What the hell? I leave you alone for two seconds. Piro, what's up? <laughs> so let's go ahead and uh, spend that last burn on a boat to create a barrier <laughs> from between myself and Barium and overclock back here and this terrifying bear monster sure so you're trying to create a moat uh to trap the bear more so to protect us like a maybe like a real big box okay so you're kind of creating like a box around the three of you yeah i'm yeah like a safe zone for us so yeah, you you throw that box up and Overclock has like pulled back the, the sleeve on his jacket and he's got, you know, digital watches all up his arm. He's trying to like <laughs> punch things into them. Look, give me give me a sec. I'm pretty sure I can override this. Ow, oh, geez, this is gonna take a minute though. Uh, meantime, the Mark II is just like slashing at this box and you can see that it is pretty swiftly gonna get through. You're holding it back for the moment, but it is right. it is difficult. Can I roll to recharge my burn? You certainly can. Okay, that's a six. Can I, can we use team? <laughs> I, I do think before we finish resolving this move, because a miss on charging your burn is, is pretty pretty harsh. Yeah. You are definitely yeah. entering battle against a dangerous foe as a team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's resolve that move. Yeah. <laughs> we add two to the pool, just flat out. Who do you think is leading this? Um, I'm following Barium's lead. Yeah. Now, unfortunately, Overclock is a member of your team here, so I don't think you have influence over Overclock, or do you? I don't. No. And let's let's start with uh, with Jackie. What is your purpose in this fight? I want to stop, but not necessarily kill Mark II. <laughs> well, I mean, it's a hero book, so hope. Yeah, yeah. So stop. Not kill. But stop Mark II. Stop Mark II. Piro, how about you? I think I also want to stop Mark II. And uh, Overclock definitely has that purpose as well, so that gets you up to three. Okay. Do any of you mistrust the leader or the team, keeping in mind that Overclock is a part of your team right now? I don't trust Overclock. 
So unfortunately, we do have to remove one. And I don't actually think you're ill-prepared or off-balance. You know, so so that that brings us up to two in the pool. With that, um, I think I think Jackie is still yeah I'm in, in armature move, but um, I do think Overclock can help with this. He's going to like encourage you, like, look, whatever <laughs> whatever you're doing, you are literally the only thing standing between us and a rampaging <laughs> death machine. So I I grudgingly believe in you. Awesome. <laughs> it gets awesome. you up to a six Excellent. and a half. Awesome. That's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I still have to mark a condition, so I'll mark a grade. That seems fair. That makes sense. Yeah, uh, that's a lot of it pressure. It is. Also, there is a rampaging uh, cybernetic death machine trying to get at you. Yeah, very scary. So, can I use that burn? Or, or, can I spend that, or would you like? To uh, hold off for now, but um. Okay. But you might need to eventually. Yeah. <laughs> at this point, let's get over to Jackie. Mm-hmm. You are starting to reassert some control over your your armager form. What do you do? I think I'm still armagery. I feel like what I would be doing at this moment is not realizing that there's a moat between us. So I just kind of imagine that Mark II and I are both just trying to hit each other, but there's a moat in the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like your your tentacles that that uh, the Mark II sliced off are still like writhing around on the floor outside the moat, and you're like inside trying to get at the Mark II. Uh huh. So so yeah. <laughs> I like that. Are you actively trying to do anything, or are you just chilling? Well, I believe internally what I'm trying to do is is fight him, mm-hmm. you know, and engage that threat, but I don't think I'm able to. Okay. Maybe I can try to provoke him. Just try to, like, scare him. <laughs> Intimidate. <laughs> I don't think the Mark II is susceptible this. to your words at the moment, unfortunately. That's fair. Can I, can I try to, like, gauge... Try to look for any weaknesses. Yeah, you can definitely assess your situation. I'm going to try to do that. Okay, go ahead and roll plus superior. <laughs> okay, superior. I'm pretty sure I have a negative to everything right now. Yeah, I'm guilty. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a seven on the dice, plus my superior is one, but minus two makes it a six. Okay, so we do have one team left in the pool. Uh, Piro- I don't want to use it for this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I I don't feel like I can take I'll just fail that and guy. take that potential. <laughs> Okay. So so what does that look like? How are you how are you trying to assess this particular situation? I am trying to assess how I can best end this quickly, essentially. Like I'm trying to figure out a weakness on Mark II that I can exploit. And I think I think what comes back there is that your sensors uh, are struggling to find a weakness that your system can exploit because this is a direct upgrade of your system. Yeah. So it's like, uh, don't really parse the syntax of your question, right? And as it does that, I think we see the uh, the Mark II pause to reassess this like magic moat and its claws light up these runes all along the edge and it takes a Dang swipe. It. And it just, like, shatters straight through this moat. Now, Piro, you can reestablish this if you want to spend one of those bird. Yeah, I think I might as well spend both of them, because I can spend an extra one if we're facing a powerful threat. And this seems pretty powerful. So so th- this was basically the, the GMA call for you to spend another burn if the barrier is threatened by particularly powerful enemies. That's what I was doing there, which would really only cost you the one burn. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, works. That works. But the Mark II has manifested some kind of crazy rune claws mm-hmm. to slice through your magic barrier. Hate that. Man, I want rune claws. <laughs> Steal them. You know, it's it's definitely in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and at this point, I think uh, I think we get back to Jackie. Uh, Overclock is still trying to find a way in to like access this thing system, and he is not having a good time of it. Uh, so so Jackie, what's up? 
So I didn't find any vulnerability, and he's probably not going to listen to me. So the last thing in my uh, my sort of satchel is to try and hack, try to like you know directly connect to his mind via. Since I assume we have very similar Wi-Fi's. Yeah, you are actually on the same the same because you're meant to link up as like a group, right? Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So I'm going to try to access uh, Mark II's mind directly. Okay. Which I assume I'll have to unleash my powers to do. Uh, no, actually. So so it depends on what you're trying to do. Okay. What are you actively trying to do by doing that? I actively, I'm trying to uh, give my same robot liberation speech. Wow. Uh, it, 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 it sort of worked last time. So, you know, I'm really saying, you know, why are we fighting each other? We're, we're well, not brothers, but we're siblings. We're kin. You know, you and I aren't meant to fight each other. We're meant to be together. And because I'm older, I'm the elder sibling. So you should listen to me. Okay. <laughs> you know, you may be stronger, oh. but, you know, listen to me right now. Learn from my experience, young sibling. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that's going to be a comfort or support. Yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. Oh, comfort and support. Why am I angry? It's what you do. It is what I do, I'm aware. <laughs> Come on, 12. That's a six. <laughs> okay. No. I'm rolling a lot of sixes. <laughs> you really are. But I do think Overclock can help you with this. Okay. And you do have the one team in the pool. Yes. As you are directly connecting, uh, Overclock is just going to piggyback on your direct connection to kind of like enact this this program that he's been trying to write. And the thing that you learn very, very quickly when you establish this direct link is that you are a cybernetic bear with basically a human kind of intelligence. Mm -hmm. This is a bear with cybernetics and programming. Ah, okay. It, it does not have the same kind of reasoning that you do. It is following programming to the letter. On a hit, they do hear you. And I think the way that that looks is that the Mark II kind of like just drops onto all fours and starts pacing and like like recognizes that you are an older bear <laughs> with a group with you. And so I think it's just kind of like sizing you up at this point, not necessarily like backing down, but like reassessing whether it wants to have this fight. Yeah, bear, bears don't back down. They, they can't walk backwards. That's a fact <laughs> you can take to the the money bank take uh, that take that to the bear museum yes bears can't walk backwards yeah. you heard it here don't first. tell them i told you that because they will kick me out of the bear museum <laughs> <laughs> okay so question yes i i'm not still in connection with tdos am i probably not at this point that said what was your thought well considering that this bear doesn't have human level consciousness i would like to give it oh. human level consciousness oh, oh. Mm. god Barium says robot rights. I, I don't have a ready human level consciousness like on tap, except perhaps for TDOS. Oh my god! And I feel like TDOS might actually like a cyber robot bear body. Okay, you know what? No, let's backtrack <laughs> this. I love that idea. Let's That's let's roll with that. Awesome. So yeah, you tap into TDOS and kind of like quickly explain that plan, and she is very up for it. Uh-huh. I figured. I think the way this is going to work is that I'm going to need you to directly engage a threat because that could create an opportunity for your allies. That's true. So this is not necessarily a physical attack, but like a cybernetic attack, but yeah. good enough for me. Okay, finally, something that I have bonuses on. Now the question is, do you want to activate any of your moves? Oh, dear. Because you could. You know what? I think I am definitely going to activate in a china shop. Cause some collateral damage. I'm going to cause some collateral damage so I can create an opportunity no matter what happens. Okay, cool. Go for it. And it's a good thing. <laughs> 
I rolled a four on the dice, but plus my three, that's a seven. Okay, so so you do get essentially two options. So what do you want to take? I am going to create that opportunity for TDOS. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to resist or avoid their blows. I can't think of something good to take from him at the moment. So, so you connect... TDOS downloads straight through you and into the Mark II, and you can see it immediately, like, flip out and start flailing (laughs) around the room, and it is, like, smashing things as it tries to fight (laughs) off the cybernetic attack. So so the collateral damage here is that it's just going to smash up the rest of this lab. Well, I hope we didn't want anything on these computers. Overclock got a little bit before this all happened. I'm sure there's a couple that are inside the bubble. Yeah, there's got to be something, right? But uh, but yeah, it just like like flails around and smash it, and like its cybernetics are kind of like doing the same thing that yours do, where they like adapt really quickly to try and you know mm-hmm. overcome this obstacle. Uh, but eventually, it just stops, and like the little glowing uh, lights that were like kind of like highlighting its cybernetics flash a couple of times, and then start like oscillating through rainbow colors. Yes, oh, and then it like shakes its head, snuffs a couple of times. And it does, and it gives like a little MIDI chirp because while you have an actual like like vocoder, the Mark II does not. It only has bare vocal cords, which are not great at yeah. making human sounds. <laughs> but it does give a couple of a chirps, and then it's like uh, I think I think it stands up and starts like doing some sort of Fortnite dance. Yeah, that makes nice. sense. Just to, like let you know that T's in there. And Overclock at the, this whole time is just like staring at the two of you, like seriously, how how did you beat me? <laughs> With the power of robot friendship. Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta build better friends. Ah, <laughs> oh, come on, you like me, Overclock. <laughs> don't don't push your your luck. That's that's <laughs> we we're we're working towards the same goals. It doesn't eh. Are you sharing a moment are you sharing a moment of triumph? Are you sharing a celebration? I definitely am. Okay, because it's because it I'm seems like definitely gonna give him a hug. Okay. Uh, so, so what is, cause it's been a while since we've done this. What does your triumph and celebration with Overclock look like mechanically? So when I share a triumph and celebration with someone, I make them my love or my rival immediately to mark potential. I think I'm going to make Overclock my rival That's- for the moment, and I'm going to mark that potential. Piro, <laughs> this entire time, Bitey has just been snoozing on your head. Aw, Bitey. Yeah, he's, he's- And he wakes up and kind of like looks around like, yeah, in his little hat. And you can hear this the soft like cooing from under your hat, and then he just like settles back down. What are what are you doing at this point? So I like a big you know sigh of relief when I see the Fortnite dance. The <laughs> barriers dropped. I I can relax for a hot second, I guess, and then I'm just gonna like kind of take off my hat and like rub Bitey's little head. So we get a couple of panels as we as we go to close out this particular issue. We get Jackie. Are you heading back to Kopi after this to go over this USB that Overclock gave you, or are you? What what is your plan? Yeah, I that's still where I'm living, so I'll probably go back there. And as we see as we see Jackie like walking towards the Kopi pyramid, um, we get a couple of extra panels. Um, first off, I want to get over to Piro. So I assume you're heading home after this. Yeah, you know where I hang my hat. And I think as you as you do, your little Phoenix watch has been going off a couple of times. At this point, it's probably, you know, it's pro- it's definitely morning by this point. But you basically just have a message from Todd Roman that says, thanks for everything. Would would love to, like, you know, get together sometime. Uh, it's, it's just a nice little, you know, thank you message for trying to help. And you get home and we see Bitey, like, fly up into his little corner perch on the porch. And then we we flip around uh, to Jackie and we we see uh, running across your cybernetic eye some some lines of code. And the last panel we get uh, just says Mark II upgrade installed. Nice. And on that, we will see you next issue. 
Chosen a New Generation is written for Magpie Games by Brendan Conway. It is made of secret military-industrial complexes, robotic revolutions, and horrible appetizers. Give some money to a carrier pigeon and it will bring you a copy. Jackie Bear is played by Christina. Piero is played by Lenny. Apex City is GM'd by Jeremy, who also writes the music and edits this podcast. Our album art was provided by Fitzsimmons. Find them on Instagram at Fitzonomy. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or inspecting your local elevator. Follow us on Twitter at ApexCityCast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next issue.